Hello, I'm Taylor. I'm Kate. Welcome to the Slightly Unstable podcast for episode five. Uh, Kate, how you been doing lately? Good. In yeah? A, in a post-COVID world of my own, yes. <laughs> for you. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's for all you. good at again. Unfortunately, we still live in the hellscape that is, yeah, uh, yeah is that. But, yes. um, much better. So, yeah. So, how's everything else been going? Um, very well. I got to see our therapist, Betty. Um, oh, yeah. And learned, like, we kind of hit, like, a new level in kind of my um, anxiety finesse. I don't know what you would say. Like, things that I do that are unhealthy. Um, so, figured out how I dabble in a little bit of, like, obsessive compulsive Oh, yeah. That's so, new. <laughs> yeah, um, it's always been there, but we like when I've been in therapy, it wasn't ever down to the point. Like I haven't, I wasn't able to get so far that I was able to get to this point. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. she was like, it's not that it was never addressed. It was you had to work on this stuff to kind of get all the way down to this part. So um, it actually feels really good. Cool. Um, but yeah, that'll be it. That could be its own whole episode. Oh, uh, so. yeah. Cool. How have you been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, back in the swinging things with work and a new semester. Um, you know, just getting the ball rolling with that. It's been a few weeks now. It's been pretty good. Uh, lots been going on at school that's just like been really heavy. Yeah. I've had some kids going through some stuff that's like just real heavy. Mm. So that's been kind of rough. But... um for the most part it's been fine but i also had a another appointment with benny um yes mine was also a doozy (laughs) (laughs) it was good though like just kind of just digging a little deeper into like um relationship stuff like previous relationships relationships and stuff like that that yeah um yeah just kind of been lingering but it was really good but other than that things have been really really good that's good um we've been able to uh see some Aliyah's family lately and that's been really fun um yeah and plus up on the horizon we have our big family disney trip <laughs> coming this up is, i'm just now realizing it's a like a giant family trip it really is this is like our only one we've ever done well like just our family since we've been adults yeah like yeah. we do i mean i guess you could count we do daytona a yeah, lot but of summers that's with, like other family right and yes and um like there have been years where I haven't been able to go and you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of hit and miss. But this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> so during February break, myself, my girlfriend Leah, Kate, and her husband Hunter, and their daughter Blair, and my, my and Kate's mom and dad <laughs> are all going to Disney. <laughs> yeah, so if the podcast stops after that, you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you never hear from us again, it's because, well, we can't sit in the same room together anymore. Yes. <laughs> That's actually quite scary. I feel yeah. like we're um, the lampoons. Yes, vacation. that is that has always been how our vacations have gone. Correct. Like, um, and Lee and I have talked about this a lot too, because her, like, with her dad, it's been very similar. But like, in the same way, um, she's experienced this. Our dad <laughs> is always the butt of the joke whenever we're <laughs> off on a trip, and he very much doesn't like it. <laughs> And as we've said before, we kind of go in to anybody, like, if you fall down in your fair game, anybody's fair game all the time. 
Oh yeah. We don't care if you're going through the worst day of your life. Oh yeah. They're yes, they're and and the the angrier and more annoyed dad gets, the funnier it makes it for the rest of us. Yes. Um there uh, we could do a whole episode about funny things that have happened to our dad <laughs> while we've been on vacation. We should honestly make that a segment at the end of every episode. It's just another just, story about our dad. Stay tuned for <laughs> what happened to Bobby Dean this yeah. time. Yeah, um, so we'll see what comes. We may have some awesome stories by the end of that trip. Yes. I bet we will. Maybe all of them will be at the expense of our dad's happiness, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'll live. Yeah, he'll, he'll be all right. Oh, man. Well, that's good. So things have been going pretty well. Um, Kate, today we have a special guest. He's all right. <laughs> He's not that special. He's not that special. Oh, so today in the studio we have uh, a guest. We have Kate's husband Hunter with us. And Say, I think I'm pretty great. Yeah, Hunter is actually pretty awesome. But uh, you know, we like to poke fun. <laughs> but uh, uh, Kate, why don't you kind of introduce why Hunter's here today? So I had this idea, which I am slowly regretting. We'll see how we feel at the end of this episode. Um, to have our respective significant others on to kind of get a an idea of what it's like living with us not as specifically oh well, I mean it is but what it's like living with somebody with an anxiety disorder mm -hmm. um because I know Hunter has come I mean we've been together going on seven years in June um so he's he alone has come a long way like kind of grown with me and he's had to adapt like the more I figure out my anxiety and then like I said just living with me and making marriage work um and then you're kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum you're in like a fresh relationship and um seeing how that goes and just like figuring that out together because I know you said maybe in prior relationships that it wasn't necessarily like fully understood right um like your mental health and everything so um i just thought it was an interesting idea but it might be a horrible idea so yeah <laughs> so to kind of tackle that topic kate asked hunter to come on and kind of uh they're going to sort of tell their story of you know their life together and how anxiety has played a role and um Critical how kate role. Yeah, and how Kate has grown uh, and learned to deal with it, and then also how Hunter has learned to deal with it. <laughs> and still learning. Yeah, because yes. it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, where did you want to start? Um, where should we start, honey bun? Well, we've been married about 247 <laughs> years, or is it 48? <laughs> we've been happily married five years, officially married like six and a half. I'm just kidding. That's true. <laughs> um, so let's see. Okay, yes. This coming June, we will have been married for seven years. Um, we have our daughter, Blair. She just turned three in November. Um, and But prior to this, we have been friends since we were 13, and we are now 28. Mm, I'm 28. Okay, I'll we'll be 28 in a couple of weeks. He likes to hold that over me. Um but it'll be fine when you're old and I'm younger than you. Um, so we've known each other since we were 13. I remember meeting you on the way back from Big Stuff, which is its own traumatic thing. We give our, give our re for those listening who don't know what that is, explain what Big Stuff is. It's um, 
the Passion Conference of the um, Redneck Riviera. (laughs) (laughs) What Kate means by that is it is a youth camp, Christian church youth camp uh, in Panama City. Bye-bye. Every summer that we went to several times. Anyway, um, I was one and done. You only went once. I yeah. think I went a few times. Well, you didn't need to go back because you met me the first time. Okay. Yeah. There. <laughs> See, it. it all worked out. He's acting the ex- same exact way as he did the day I met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where you guys met. Was on the way back from Big Stuff. Yes, actually, he was sitting in the seat in front of me, and um, another guy that was our age was sitting behind me, and Hunter being an annoying 13 year old was they were like fighting above me like above the seat and i just like looked up at him and he was like will you hit him for me and i was like i don't think it was like that i was looking at you like who is this person and then our parents ended up becoming like besties because they were um all in a small group together so we met like we when i went to big stuff we were just kind of starting out at church and then the longer we were there, obviously, like our parents joined small group and their, um, our Hunter's parents were in the same small group. So then they were all hanging out all the time. So then we got drug to all the events and Hunter and I being, we were the only ones of our age at church, really. You had a couple, you had like two yeah, best I had a friends. friends. You had the two best friends. There weren't any like girls our age. Um, it was just me and then those three bozos. So. Um, so anyways, being forced to hang out, Hunter and I became best friends, right? Yeah, something like that. Besties for the resties. Um, and yeah, so we hung out a good bit. We always had a weird, like we'd hang out, but I feel like every time I hung out with you one-on-one, it was because I was in like a crisis and I can remember like specific times you were like, let's just go do this. And you were completely um, distracting me. So. See, I remember you telling me that, that like even early on, Hunter was somebody that you kind of like gravitated towards when you were having mm-hmm. a rough time. Yeah. And I don't know why. Maybe because you were always super quiet and you just let me say whatever I wanted to say. And It's just you, easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't do that now. Um, and I just could kind of, yeah, like I said, I could just like mind dump and let it go and you knew everybody that was like go- involved in what was going on and yeah you're you just were always that kind of safe person for me you still are i'll give you that that's sweet ain't it um yeah, special and then through all that i happened to kind of coax you into my voodoo and you had a crush yeah i got the bad end of that deal <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm pretty great um so, yeah, that's how it kind of started going. I remember specifically something happened like middle of high school and I was crying and upset and I was kind of in a situation where a lot of people were going to tell me I told you so. And I've told you this before. I was like, like I wasn't even out of the parking lot yet of this happening. And I was just like, who's the who's the person I can call that won't say I told you so? And it was you. And I don't even know what you were doing. You were probably, I don't know, shooting a shotgun at Pepsi cans or something. But Sounds like fun. Yeah, but um, I don't even know if you really said anything now that I look back on that conversation. I just remember 
calling you out of the blue and just telling you what happened. And you were just like, well, okay. And that was it. That was just all you needed. So, um, But in that moment, that was what you needed. You just needed somebody to listen without the judgment. Yeah. Um, and even if you were judging me, which I'm sure you were, you at least didn't say it. Or either I didn't care. Maybe you were the one person. I was just like, I don't care. I think it was a combo. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, how when we were friends... And my anxiety coming through like that, how was it? Um, I was probably, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I know how to handle it now. So I definitely didn't know how to handle it then. Well, you need to give yourself credit because you do a great job. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, I will give you that. You really didn't, you probably didn't say much then, but you probably. Probably didn't know what was going on. <laughs> what to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, if I remember 100 then, it was probably like. Wow, that really sucks. You feel that way. Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't know what else to say. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's that's me. Yeah. But I remember um, also another time, kind of after this situation, it was all linked, and you were like, "Do you want to go four wheeling?" And that kind of that saved me like a day. You know, um, I was in a like I was going through a rough time, and I remember on the way out there, I just busted out crying. Um, and I remember you looking at me from the driver's seat like, oh, oh, God. Like the... Um, there, there. Yeah, there, yeah. there. Like the Tina Belcher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just, like I said, you were always... That's why I was always drawn to you. We always had that connection. Um, so you did do a good job, even if you weren't really doing much. That was all I needed. And you're, you do that now. Um, sometimes I tell you like, I don't need like a response. I don't need you to fix anything. I just need you to like hear me. Yeah. It's easier for me, I think, to just listen because then I don't have to figure out what the answers are. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because like there's a lot of times too where I just like just want to be heard. I don't need anybody to fix anything. I don't need any of that. Like it's just like, hey, I need to vent. Everybody needs that. That moment to just like. I, you're my person and I need to get this off my chest and that's all I need. Yeah. Which is a weird feeling because I always feel dumb because I see a problem and need to figure out how to fix it. Right. Yeah. Right. But there's not. I just, you just shut up and listen. Yeah. I could see that um, because this is kind of skipping ahead, but like <sighs> in our first couple years of marriage, well, I guess like mid-marriage, or probably three years in or so, um, it got to a point where if I was super anxious about something, you'd be like, just calm down. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. And you would get, like, frustrated, not at me. Um, I think just, like, at the situation. But, I mean, I think that's exactly why I was upset and you didn't fully understand why. I didn't fully understand why. And then you can't fix it. Yeah, and I, I'm... I'm the kind of person that I fix a problem if I see it and then move on. Do you think that's where the frustration came from? It's just like, I don't, I can't fix this. Well, like, I don't understand it. Right. Like, I don't have that same kind of worry. And sure. Like, I don't really care. I'm like, it's black or white. Pick one. If it doesn't work, then we'll do something different. Like, whatever. Sure. And I think, too, like, <laughs> Kate and I have talked a lot about how a lot of the problems that we have in our own minds aren't logical. Yes. A lot of the times. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we, we spiral is what we call it. It's the spiral. It's where one little thing is happening and we're all, 
we're on step one and we're already freaking out about step 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we haven't even gotten anywhere close to that yet. But so it's a lot of times it's, it is, I can see how that'd be frustrating with just like, I, what? <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, you're making up, you know, something that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't, I don't get worked up. So it's hard to understand because I'm like, well, so what if you don't like that color wall paint, then we'll just paint it different. Like, it's not a big deal. But then you get worked up over, like, well, I don't know which one to pick. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, anxiety can definitely create some indecisiveness. <laughs> I feel like that a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, going back on history. A month before we got married, I got on anxiety medicine. And you were actually, so our mom had been promoting me getting on anxiety medicine she deals with anxiety as well, and I think she started on medication right around my age at that time. Um, but you were actually the one, not in a you need to get your crap together way, but you were very supportive and like you. There's this; it helps. You need it. Like you need to be happier. Blah blah blah. Um, so you encouraged me to reach out about that. So I did get on medication, but. Taylor's just figuring this out. I had a giant panic attack. Um, That's an understatement. And this was when my anxiety was kind of hitting like a new level. This was kind of like the peak of the mountaintop when everything started to snowball with my anxiety. It may have been this soul alone, Hunter. You're welcome for helping you find yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So the story is back, Hunter and I got uh, engaged in October. And like a month later, we were talking about decorations or something. And I wanted these like initials for our tables, but they were expensive. And, you know, me already having anxiety, I was like, no, that's too expensive, blah, blah, blah. And Hunter volunteered. I'm still kind of mad about it. Because um, Kate doesn't forgive or forget anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Anyways, um, he said... Oh, well, don't worry about it. I'll make them. And I was like, you can make these? And he was like, yeah, I can do it. Like, woodworking, saving the day. And honestly, in that moment, I was, like, so relieved. And, like, you were essentially coaching me through wedding planning. You were, I mean, you stuck up for me. I think, like, our parents were talking about me or something about me being stressed out. And you went over to them and you were like, shut up. Stop talking about her. She can hear you and it's making everything worse. I don't Um, remember that. Yeah. Your mom told me about that. I didn't know. Uh, but. I really don't remember that. Well, word on the street is. So, fast forward. I was. every. If anybody has ever met Hunter, he is on his own time and own pace. And that is slow and even slower. Um, it was. I was trying to tell him. You need to get these done. You need to get these done. And it was a crap ton of work. I'll give you that. Yeah, you because I thought we were making about 12 and it was about 200. <laughs> it was not you, John McLean. Anyways, so it's a week before our wedding, okay? And they still weren't done. And Like not started or not done? They weren't done. Okay. But it was like, I think some still had to be cut out. Yeah, some so of like them I had, had to cut painted. each letter and then prime each one. Or like cut it, sand it down, prime it, and paint it. Yeah. And then drill holes in each one of them and put them together. It was not like a quick deal. Yeah. As I said, you volunteered. 
Um, so I, and like, you know, if I ever mentioned it to him, as he does now, the more you ask him about it, the more he's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I end that. up, our parents were together. I don't fully know why. Um, I think Hunter was, I think you were at the fire station. And <laughs> I go down and see all this stuff that's not done. And I just lose my mind and start, I mean, sobbing, crying. I can't catch my breath. Uh, calling my mom, just boohoo crying can't like can't even get words out um and our parents were together and apparently and then my mom called me and was like you need to go do this now (laughs) because um she probably heard my conversation so i don't know all i know is i've suppressed that but we almost didn't get married and all I remember is I was laying on the floor of our bonus room downstairs and I had our Beats Pill speaker on like blasting Oh How He Loves Us or whatever <laughs> by what's his name. And I was just like, <laughs> just crying. I think I probably cried for like an hour straight. <laughs> I was just so overwhelmed. Um, so, yeah. that. But was- I did them. I'm still mad. I've decided. The moral of the story is I'll do it and it'll be done. Just leave me alone until it is. Yeah, but to hell with my mental health, apparently. Um, So that honestly was kind of a looking back. Yeah. Well, yes, it was a breakdown number one. But looking back, that was kind of the, oh, crap. You really have something going on mental health wise. Yeah. So, and then after that, we were in complete bliss, and nothing ever else happened again. Yeah, something like that. Right. A little different. Um, No. So, I think overall, first starting out when we were dating, and you were kind of even more responsible, I guess, for, or, uh, you played more of a role in my life, I guess you could say, Um, having being around me and all that stuff, dealing with my anxiety. And as I say dealing, our Betty would not be happy for me saying that. Um, what would Betty say? I don't even know. She's not a text away. You know what Betty told me last time? <laughs> well, uh, sorry, short break. Um, the last time I had a session with Betty, I mentioned that I often think, what would Betty say in this situation? Yes. And she goes, I don't want that. Oh. And I'm like, why not? And she was like, I want you to have your own voice Aww. that talks you through that. I don't want me to pop in your head. I Aww. want I want to coach you to where you can talk you down, not what would Betty do. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's insightful. Okay. So I, we actually ended up talking about that quite a bit, like our, my inner voice. Yeah, that's a good topic. But so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what she would say to that. I don't she would mean probably that just say like, a, yeah. Yeah, not like, a, well, I've got to deal with Kate, but just like a like how to navigate through when you're having those moments. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So navigating through all my anxiety, you were kind of um, acting like you had no idea what to do. Because I had no <laughs> idea what to do. It's funny how that works. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> astronomical. Um, how did you feel when we were first together and married, doing life together every single day? Um, and I would have my anxious moments, whether it would be a full blown panic attack or, um, just kind of, like I said, having those little moments where I get obsessed over something. 
Uh, it was definitely a lot to deal with. Like, one thing I had to learn was that it wasn't me that you were upset or worried about. It was just the situation. Because, mm-hmm. like, if it's just me and you in the room and you're freaking out about something, it's easy for me to think that it's at me or something I did, even though it's not. Right. So I had to learn how to, okay, well, it's not something I did. It's just the situation. So let's just deal with it from there. And I also had to learn to deal with worrying about stuff because I'm not one to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely had to have talks about, um, yeah, I think I said on the podcast before, you don't think twice about much. And that I don't think twice about anything, really. Yeah, and that kind of boggles my mind because um, I'm always pre-planning and you just do whatever. And I think, yeah, that was one of the learning curves. You had to even remotely get an idea of what I could be thinking about. Even if it was completely irrational, you had to kind of, you you do better at this now. You know where to meet me where I'm at now because you know I'm already like, Taylor said earlier, like on step 12. Yeah. When there's not even a step two, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like I, I, don't, I don't know, it's a completely different mindset. Like I can decide in 25 seconds if I'm going to spend $10,000 on whatever and if that's something I want to do. And it takes you three weeks to decide if you want to spend $20 on something. <laughs> like, Yes, you're welcome, actually. I could just be dropping hundos every day. Yeah, you could. We wouldn't go far with it, but you could. <laughs> I could <laughs> just be doing it, though, willy-nilly. Um and actually, now that I think about it, that one time I had that panic attack when we got to Daytona. Were we just married? No, this was probably like the next year because the year we got married, we were down there for a long time. Um, Hunter said, so I'm in healthcare. This is actually a couple years later. Um, and I was telling him about a situation with a patient and about like what else going on, something he said, and all you had to say was, be careful about how you document that. And I went into a full... Oh, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> I think this was the first full panic attack that I that you have witnessed. Yeah, probably. And I definitely remember your like, wide eyes, like, oh, shit, what did I just say? Uh, but it just took that one sentence... And I was freaking out. And we were just getting into town. And it just, I started crying and it was like silent. And then like my breathing started getting worse. And then by the time we get to the hotel room, his parents are wondering where we are. And I'm like hardly breathing. And Hunter's just trying to like hug me. And is also like, what the hell did I say? Like all this stuff. And I think that's probably where you had to get the difference of, I'm not mad at you. I'm... Yeah. Upset over the situation. Um, and then you had to learn to kind of calm me down. Yeah, and, and learn what your triggers were to, like, try to navigate those situations and avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. Something you mentioned earlier, you were talking about Hunter can make a decision like that and not think twice about it. Do you envy that about Hunter? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Um, because I've realized I do it more than I even think I do or I do externally if that makes sense um Betty kind of we kind of talked through something and pointed out that I don't even I will be kind of judging and reading the room 
and think, okay, if I say this to you, you'll probably react like this and that's safe and I'm comfortable with that. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. And that's part of like where I don't kind of speak up for myself. Mm-hmm. Does that make, if that makes sense? Um, where it's not fully confidence and self-confidence, there's that role, but I'm always kind of like, is this safe? Is this going to go? Okay. Okay. Then I'll say it. Heiner couldn't care less. Nah, it doesn't, doesn't make any difference to me. Your opinion of me is your problem, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's what I'm working with. Well, that's interesting, too, because <clears throat> not to keep interjecting myself into this, but no, um, another thing we talked about with Betty this past time was, like, in past relationships, one specifically, I had been told when I felt like I was in the same way Hunter is careful about what he says and how he says it. I was in a situation where the person knew that there were things that triggered me and knew that the way they were speaking to me was not okay. But then whenever I would call them on it, it would be the the reaction was, well, you're just too sensitive. You need to grow thicker skin. And there were also, um, obviously like that's the, what I started telling myself was just bottle it up and, what ended up happening is I'm not growing thicker skin. I'm just pretending like it doesn't bother me right. when inside it does. And so the fact that you have someone who is willing to to help you navigate through those moments and to to be mindful of what triggers you is, is good. Yeah. Like that's a really great thing. No, yeah. Um, and we weren't always like that. I mean, well, I mean, you we were still, I was figuring out my anxiety you know, I didn't even go to therapy until after I had Blair when I was in, um, like, postpartum anxiety. And, you know, the more I learned about myself and I was able to open up to you, you were there. But you were, you keep saying you're still learning and will always be learning. But you were way out of the game on my anxiety than I think I was. Um, because I remember, like, coming home with Blair and I just, you know hormones are everywhere and I just started busting out crying for no reason at all which was fine um and you just kind of were just like it's okay like is, is there something wrong and I was just like no I'm just like I don't even remember what <laughs> but um you were I mean you met me right there and you just kind of you were so on top of it you know and that's something too you would mention in a previous podcast that like throughout the pregnancy you were fine Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about, that's actually one of the times when your anxiety has been the, like the best. Yeah. As far as like it's not bothering you. Yeah. So was it was it a shock to you then, Hunter, when all of a sudden baby's here and boom, it's like a bomb went off? Oh, it was like a bomb went off. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like you're, it's everything's all messed up at that time. Like you're yeah. not sleeping, nobody's sleeping. Like everybody's just kind of miserable. And then happy at the same time. And we also, I had that, like I mentioned in our very first episode, I had that car wreck that I was dealing with. And so that was what was extremely triggering. So I kind of went through my hormone adjustment. And then probably a month after Blair was here was when we got served papers. Yeah. And that was a rough night. Yeah. That was, yeah. I was like holding Blair and I just started like, <gasps> and he was like, okay, give me, ba- give me Blair. 
and like you just like go sit down and then he's like reading the papers holding our newborn and I was fully spiraling and that was kind of the theme for the season until I went to therapy yeah because it's like a perfect example of how we got served papers and we have insurance so like it was like whatever I'll just call the insurance company and you know, here you go. Deal with it. And the vast majority of those are taken care of by the insurance company. Yeah. It's yes. like, and we have a big, big policy. Like I wouldn't, I didn't care. I wasn't worried about it. I'm just like, this is not really my problem. Like I'm a state farm's problem. Yeah. And Kate's like, oh, we're losing our house. We're going to be living in a car. Like, you know, we got, which bridge are we going under? As like, if either of our families would have let that happen. Yeah. I right. Know, yeah. But it went straight <laughs> to that level. It was never like, oh, we have insurance to handle this. It was just, oh. No, Hunter, that's rational. Yeah. Yeah. Insane person. (laughs) (laughs) Who would think that? Me. (laughs) Yes, that's literally the only reason I survived all of that. So, Kate, you mentioned that it was like you get home, baby's there, and then it happens. It was it literally like the day y'all got home, or was it like did it slowly just that postpartum? Did it just slowly build? It slowly built. Um, probably a week and a half. Week week and a half after actually Hunter being fully on top of it, you need you definitely need to give yourself more credit. Um, he started seeing the uptick in my panic attacks, um, and, and I mean just you. I'll go on that tangent in a minute. I'll say that um, he saw an uptick and he was like, you know, maybe you should call your doctor and just tell him you're really go like having like a lot of anxiety. Maybe you should just up your medication for the time being. And I was, like, eventually when I had, like, a clear mind, I was like, okay, yeah, like, that sounds like a good idea. Um, and so I did do that. It didn't help much. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't immediate. In the hospital, I was pretty good. I was loopy. Yeah. You know. Um, but, I mean, I went through a lot, you know, and then when you went back to work, it was 24 hours by myself. Yeah. And that's like the most daunting thing because that, those station days used to be me time. And then all of, a, all of a sudden it was something I was dreading and I would line up. I would start lining up movies on Netflix about like something so I could completely cover like the 12 hours or something. I w- it would be daytime. And then all I had to do was manage until it got nighttime and then I can just sleep and my brain would be off. Um and so it was kind of rough. And then we figure out Blair because she gets, they get cooler as they get older and a little, a tiny bit more manageable. But my anxiety Barely. regarding the um, wreck was still there. Um, and so that was where I was having multiple panic attacks a week, probably, if not every day. Uh, yeah, I feel like the wreck took you a long time to get over. Yeah, that was, that was a doozy. What was it like? Um, going through that with me. Well, this might take three or four more episodes <laughs> to get through this. <laughs> well, it was a big event in my, I mean, in my life. And then looking back, it that event alone wasn't, but it was definitely a turning point. My anxiety kind of double-sided. It got way worse, but also I was able to get help. Yeah, but that was also a, a compounding situation because you you know, freaked out when the wreck happened and mm-hmm. had a bunch of anxiety and they kind of got over it. I guess you had no choice because you got distracted by us <laughs> having a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's mid. Yeah, and then when, you know, we got served, that was like the icing on the cake there. 
Yeah, and and then when I was in therapy, we kind of figured out it was because somebody at my house, and then I had this newborn, and it was like attacking my safety. It was like they knew where I lived kind of deal, and they were at my front door, and I couldn't protect like my family. Um, so that was kind of how it boiled down to. Um, but my, I know that was around this time was when I started the obsessive, like compulsive thinking, um, that I said, I talked about with Betty this past week. Um, I would be completely fine. And then I would just have a thought pop in my head about like, Oh, don't forget. Like you're still on this, like hit list of attorneys coming after you. And then it would be like, oh my gosh, like, um, like hopefully they could just settle and we won't have to go through a trial. And then like, if they do, like they could take the house and they could take every, I don't have a lot, but Hunter has a lot and I'm married to him and they could take all that. And like, what are we going to do? We have a newborn, like, where are we going to live? And then it would just go spiral down to literally the only thing that would calm me. Like I would go through all of that. The only thing that would calm me, I was like, they can't take Hunter and Blair away from me. And then it would just kind of like stop. Yeah. And then five minutes later, I would have that thought again of you're about to lose everything. And then I would go through the whole process of every how I was going to lose everything. I was going to go to court. He was going to like be so like um, disabled that he couldn't go on and, and all that stuff. And then it would go back to, but they can't take that from me. And so I learned this previous week that that is the obsessive compulsive like loop. So you're getting kind of like triggered by something and then you go through this either external or internal process and it kind of um, calms it down and satisfies that. But then it's not, it's like hindering you more. And that's what I was doing this entire time. And I know I would call and text you, especially if you were at home or you could just be sitting right beside me and I'd be zoning out thinking about something and you'd just be kind of like, what are you thinking about? What are you doing oh, yeah, on your you phone? You can definitely tell. <laughs> so what was, that's kind of more what I've, I was asking. Like, uh, I mean, that, it's definitely hard to deal with because, again, I'm the person that, like, okay, well, what if this happens? And then once I work through it, I'm done. Like, I don't think twice about it. It never crosses my mind again. And so, like, that's a huge learning curve, and I don't really know what the answer is to it. I don't know. um so i mean that but like i mean yeah because i'm just now going and that was last week you know and the time i'm talking about was like um winter spring of 2019 so it's definitely still something i'm figuring out but i know you were always kind of yeah you did go through that a little bit of just like like we've talked about this you know, but I realize Because it's now, easy to get frustrated with, like... Yeah. Because it's like, you've asked me this six times, and I've told you the same thing six times, like... <laughs> this, this is actually exactly what I talked to Betty about. Um, my big thing is assurance, and I'm going to drive Hunter into the grave with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But not now, because Betty and I are taking... Or I am taking control of that. Um, so... This is current day. Um, if I feel like, um, like the other day when I was sick and I was having that very bad, anxious, like panic, 
moment, day, whatever, um, I was like, honey, do you think Blair looks okay? He'd be like, yes. I'm like, okay. Do you, but like, did she eat all of her food? Yeah, she, yes, she ate one. Okay. But do you think she's okay? Like, do you think she's going to get sick? And then it would just like. Yeah. You're talking about when you had COVID over Christmas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What I kind of talked about last um, episode. Yeah. And I know that's exhausting <laughs> to be around because it's exhausting doing it. I mean, it's exhausting being me sometimes, you know, and asking all these questions. And it's like, that's when I was saying, like, I can't make myself go away. Um, so then then it turns into a twofold of I don't want to be annoying Hunter. And then I feel bad I'm annoying Hunter. So then I just make I switch to an internal thing right. and figure out my own like compulsive loop to kind of satisfy and quiet my head. Um so that's where I'm at in therapy. Yeah. I guess you could say. I think that's that's a big thing with people in, with anxiety the insur- uh, the not insurance assurance thing you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um I think even like I think a lot of people I've talked to who I know deal with that one of their big love languages is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. For that same reason. Like just the not always feeling the most secure about themselves a situation their partner whatever whatever it may be work and having somebody who can who's comfortable in communicating who's who says how they feel is usually a bonus right you know there's somebody yeah. who's who's willing to communicate like that um and betty did point out like it's our it's healthy it's your human nature to kind of um check in with each other and she's and you and I do that great of like hey like I'm going through this and like what's like what do you think and that's different than my I know the answer stop asking you so she actually gave me a challenge because she was like I really appreciate that Hunter is so patient with you and because you could tell when I'm being like super anxious and you'll just like ask me and I'll be like can I ask you three more times Uh, literally we'll get down to that and he'll be like you get one more time or something. Yeah. Because um, at some point I just have to put my foot down and say like, we're done with this. Like, yeah, I'm not answering again. Yeah. In a, in like a respectful, healthy way, because I ain't never going to let a man <laughs> control what I do. <laughs> this is what I live with. So yeah. we need to clarify. Anyways. Um, so Batty was like, so you get to ask one time. And that's going to be your homework. And I'll, I was already uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was like, once? Like, what am I going to do with the rest of the time? You know, so <laughs> that's something I'm working on. Um, but you've definitely, I mean, that situation alone and going through that kind of loop with me, you've had to build patience and God love you. I know that can be a doozy. I mean, I have to deal with you, though, so I don't feel that bad. I'm wonderful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So overall, being with the best person ever, what have you learned? Where's she at? Hunter James. (laughs) That's so rude. Anyways, what have you learned? Patience. Yeah. I mean, that's the... I I had to learn that it was... uh, it wasn't you by choice asking me repeatedly. Like it is 
you know, more of a disease or a sickness or whatever you want to call it. Don't give me that look. (laughs) You know, it's not something that you just choose to do. Like, you can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, um, once we got to that level, I can say it was extremely comforting. Um, Because you just got to kind of truly meet where where I am. And um, not just kind of, you weren't just like, I don't know what to do with my hands anymore. (laughs) I still feel like I do that. No, you're 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 way better than you used to be. I can tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to go but up from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, we're both learning, and then um, you know, you're just constantly kind of renegotiating how we're going to deal with it in life, and I think that's what we've been doing. We've been doing pretty good. It kind of works out because you get stuck on a loop, and I'm okay. Well, that didn't work. Let's try something different. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely do some overtime work, helping me out. But that's what makes us a good team. Oh yeah. yeah. So we were talking about up until now. We've kind of been talking about big events like the wreck, Blair being born, like major crisis moments. Mm-hmm. How and this this might actually be a little more directed towards Hunter. How does the everyday Kate is anxious <laughs> about everything? How does that play out? Do you see? When are you better now at like seeing when it's about to happen? Uh, yeah, like I can definitely tell. Like one thing, if it ever gets quiet, like if if we're riding down the road for you know an hour drive, and it's silent and we're not talking for ten minutes, like I know okay something's about to happen because she's sitting here alone <laughs> with herself and she's thinking she's like, stewing. Yeah, so like I got to start a conversation. Like, oh, do you see that house over there? I really like the color brick or like whatever to distract her. Yeah, and I can't tell all my secrets here, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she'll get wise and start. Yeah. You know, she's like, like, I know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Anyways, what do you think <laughs> about this freckle? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a melanoma? <laughs> a melanoma. Um, yes, and I, um, I can say so. Kind of comparing back to your prior relationships, Taylor, when you were saying it was kind of like, yeah, this triggers you essentially, but oh wow. Mm-hmm. Like you need to toughen up. Um, we may, we, you and I have maybe dabbled in that for like a split second of like, this was, you know, like a couple years after we got married or right after we got married of like, why are you being so sensitive? You know, Hunter's never said that to me because he knows how it pop his ass. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, that's like you said, it's beyond unhealthy because then you're internalizing that and then it's like, okay, I'll just pack up my things and keep it all inside. Yeah. You know, in my head. Um, and I remember like any time where he would be like, you just need to like calm down and it'd be like, oh, and then you feel about like that small. Yeah. Um, and I've, we've kind of we joke now because like Hunter, we don't even like that, or I don't like that word, and we don't really use it in our vocabulary anymore about being sensitive because I don't even want Blair to have that in mm-hmm. her mind of like, yeah. like you need to toughen up, like you're just being sensitive, blah blah blah. Um, I think obviously there's better strategies. Um, so dabbling into you and Leah, how do you? Um, we'll get her take if I can convince her to come on. <laughs> but how do you think it's going? Uh, so much better. Yeah. Yeah, for Alrighty. sure. Like night and day. 
yeah, I can already tell. I mean, you yeah. told me that forever. And I think, like, having she having dealt with some anxiety in her life, too, mm-hmm. completely understands. So it's not like a. I think previously it was, I don't understand that. So I'm not here for it. It takes a lot of effort to understand it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not. But you have to be willing. Right. Yeah, it takes a lot of effort. And I think that's where the difference was. Um, but yeah, no, like I think I shared on that previous podcast, like uh, just the situation with the COVID thing over Christmas and just how she reacted to it, um, was like you said, reassuring, positive, helpful, loving, and so much better than, than other ways it could have been handled. Yeah. And I like, it's, it's so much better. Yeah. I think about guys I had dated previously like um i'm like i would have never survived with those like yeah. especially like my um previous boyfriend before i stayed on and i started dating i i've no idea it's unfathomable that that yeah, unfathomable that's hard words um to picture where i would be because i already know that person was it patient willing loving enough to understand um but when you get that it's good you're welcome okay (laughs) (laughs) okay oh man so let's talk a little more about um about blair do you see because she's only three yes but do you have you seen anything that in blair's behavior that kind of like makes you think mm, Blair might have the family curse. The family curse. Well, she acts just like her mama, so <laughs> you got that going for you. We knew that she, was about to be said. She has that blessing. She does act exactly like me, so I am kind of on like the lookouts for it all. Um, I've kind of talked to Betty about this. Uh, I'm like I said earlier with like sensitive being a word. I don't especially like being used um i'm super aware of how i personally deal with her reactions to things and making sure she knows um like it's okay if we feel like this like it's okay to be mad we just can't throw the toys but you can sit here and be mad um she so far isn't scared of the dark and loves all things Halloween, so she doesn't have like that panicky stuff that I have when I was a kid. Um, we can talk about that. <laughs> I, for those who don't know, I completely destroyed Kate because I used to take her to see horror films when she was younger. And Blair loves it now. So. Yeah, I love that Blair loves Halloween because I love Halloween. This is a tangent, but on our Amazon Fire Stick, the um, little preview for Underworld, like movie or something keeps coming up like on the little banner up top like the little the vampire movies i don't know it's some kind of thing she goes i want to watch that halloween and i'm like uh <laughs> no because yeah, mama's scared yeah that'll yeah. give me nightmares um what do you think Hunt? i think she's a junior version of you yeah but i don't think she, so far i don't see any anxiety yeah with anything if anything she'll be like joking about it but that's like i said where i'm trying to um the more i figure out in therapy anything that's kind of stemmed from childhood and kind of like reinforcements and stuff that like learned behavior i figured out i'm trying to correct that for her 
Um, and then when she gets my age, she can go to therapy and figure out how <laughs> I messed her up and go from there. Yeah. I pray she ends up even killed like Hunter. And if she doesn't, then that's okay. We yeah, deal it's with not it. the end of the world. Yeah, right? At this point, it's just like yeah, having, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the good thing about that, too, is having gone through the journey yourself and learned how to manage it. Mm-hmm. you're better equipped now to help her if if it does come up one day. Yes. Yeah. And the reason I asked that is because I was, like I've shared before, I think I was probably like five or six when mine started. Mm-hmm. And so it's coming up on time. <laughs> She's three. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, I'm probably hyper aware of it, obviously. Um, and I'm more aware of myself too, with like how I react to things and everything not in like a um excitatory manner like if I get angry um when like I am anxious like just communicating like yeah mommy's just like worried right now like I said last episode when I like started crying in front of her and she noticed I was crying and then she just kind of whatever went back to Cocomelon or something um but teaching that it's not a um suck it up and deal with it hidden in your bedroom or just completely internal like being more vocal about it I tell her that I go see a doctor to talk about things that make me unhappy um and all that stuff so to be determined yeah well one of my last questions that I was thinking about earlier too is um in the same way that we talked about how hunters the more even killed doesn't think twice doesn't let things bother him and do you feel like that has by watching him do that as have, modeling that do you feel like you've been able to learn or glean anything off of how he handles situations or is it just like nope like <laughs> <laughs> can't turn off can't deal um i knowing yes uh nope is my initial answer um i still i'm gonna stew on something and take forever to make a decision and mm-hmm. all that stuff um and overthink every option but also, I, and this is how we work, um, I, and it's healthy for us. Um, there are certain things where I just can't healthily deal with, like, for the moment. And he deals with it. Like, all of our finances, it was giving me anxiety because, like, I went on, like, I got put on leave during COVID. And then I started, like, back kind of part-time. And there's obviously, like, a change in my, like, income, even though I really didn't pay many bills. And just seeing that alone, like, was just giving me anxiety. And it was for no reason, you know. And Hunter's like, Kate, we're fine, you know. But I'm just like, but, like, my bank account's lower than it used to be. And he's like, yeah, you're working, like, less than half when you used yeah, to. Yeah, of course um, it is. <laughs> but, and. Basic math. Yeah. Um, even Hunter just, can do that math. Yeah. <laughs> like, work less hours, you make less money. Yeah, I got that. No, it should be the same in my mind. Um, but it's that insecurity. It goes back to the um, unstableness of everything. Right. And you talked about before that being a trigger from stuff when you were a kid. Yes. Like mom deciding to quit her job, which was unless like she got fired, she decided to quit. Yeah. And it it's kind of sent you down a spiral. Yeah. So even as, a, as a child. Yeah, so it's the exact same thing. So, like, I deleted my app, like, my banking app, and he completely handles it. And 
the like feminist in me hates saying that because I'm like, if I tell somebody like, oh, Hunter handles everything, I'm like, but I could. I have all the passwords. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes and no. Yeah. I, we, I'm able to use his decisiveness and even killness to our advantage mm-hmm. and um i just i do have to remind myself if i start second guessing him i'm never doing it because i don't trust him i'm doing it more my anxiety is saying like mm, i don't know like you maybe should do that and i just have to remind myself like he's like he's not trying to like create this impending doom for us you know yeah um and just because yeah, i have that. to live the life too yeah exactly like he's gonna make <laughs> it's not like i'm setting you up for failure i'm here with you yeah yeah exactly so opposite kate has kate's anxiety pointed out things in a way that you've never thought about them before and do you find yourself looking at things in different like like even little stuff like like kate made i think you made a joke in a previous podcast about Oh my God, there are people who don't look up parking options before they go to a concert in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, do you, the psychopath. like something like that, even as small as that, do you find yourself having to like, Oh, I've never thought about that until I was really around Kate. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I still don't think a lot of things through or like <laughs> plan or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she does enough for both of us. So I'm just kind of go with it. <laughs> Yeah. But I think I was you were more aware of other people's like emotions or reactions to things. Yeah. Whether you want to admit it or not. No. Yeah. Well, it seems like it, well, at least with Kate you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely try to do that and like sometimes it changes like a, a story that comes to mind was like she was like six months pregnant and I went and bought a camper and didn't ever say a word and just backed it in the driveway. Like <laughs> now I look back and I'm like, I should have maybe mentioned that before I left the house. Consulted. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. I might go look at this and maybe buy it. Like, you know, I just did it. I've always thought about that. I was tangent. I was always, somebody was joking about that. And I think they even did an SNL skit about this like a couple Christmases ago. Lovely. But those like Lexus commercials where like the husband shows up or the wife shows up with a new Lexus for their spouse and like surprise Merry Christmas and they're like oh my god thank you like who the hell does that me who goes and buys a brand new car without talking to their spouse first? I would do that hundred okay but you paid cash for it right yeah okay he That's paid true. cash for it I'll give him that but I completely agree with that it's like okay now you have like a six hundred dollar car payment everyone right it's one of those things on paper like if Kay just told a coworker, my husband went and bought a camper without telling me it sounds bad yeah. but when you know Hunter like, and it's you know expected. the kind of deals that he's always on the lookout for. And the <laughs> hunter, if you don't know him, um, could start with a paperclip and eventually work his way up to training for a house. Like, that's just how he is. He's very talented mm-hmm. and very much, that's just a gift he has. <laughs> yes. So it's one of those things where Hunter would never actually buy something he felt was a bad deal or felt <laughs> like he was it was a waste of money or an irresponsible decision. It's, you know, <laughs> it's actually a theme with my patients now and my coworkers. Um, they'll be like, so what did Hunter buy or what has Hunter bought this month? Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> OK, well, he bought like 10 sanders from Home Depot. But that's another day. example <laughs> to where like I, I, I did. I bought these 10 sanders and she's like, you just spent a thousand dollars. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought about it for 14 seconds and <laughs> then I did it. Yeah, yeah. You like, have your fine money. Right, and what people, you know, listening might under- not understand is you're, you've flipped those. Yeah. And you're going to make... Like, I'll make like, twice as much as I paid for them, but... <laughs> right. You know. One thing I do that drives him absolutely bonkers that, honestly, I don't think we're ever going to um, come to an agreement on is me making sure food is cooked all the way. Oh, God. And that is my anxiety. And I have to tell him, like, I get it. But this goes into, like, my, like, fear of vomiting and, like, all this stuff. Like, I'm going to cut into the middle of the chicken. I'm going to look at the burger. If it's pink, I'm going to... every bite, she's going to ask, is this cooked okay? Yeah. Oh, she used to ask me, and now she's married to you, (laughs) so she asks you. I'm like, oh, that one's yeah. not, but the bite before it was fine. So, yeah, I wouldn't eat that bite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll be like, Kate. And you just, you you get so pissed off. But now it's just yeah. funny. She does the same thing with expiration dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Like, this expires in a week. Is it okay? <laughs> well, it, you said it expires in a week. Yeah. Then it's fine for another week, at least. And no, then it's, it's not. Are you sure? Uh, nope. I don't know. I Taste just, it and find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping we all throw up tonight. Like I don't. Oh, don't yeah. even. Oh God. Oh, let's see. I will say this though. I I am really bad about not checking expiration dates. Do Ew. you remember? This is a side story. Do you remember when I was in college? The Nesquik incident. No. Okay. I came kind home. Of. So okay, when you buy something new, when you come home from the grocery store. And you're putting something in the fridge. You're putting it in the front, right? Like, I mean, yeah. You're putting it where there's space. It's usually in the front. Yeah. You push things back and it goes in the front. Which means that the things that are maybe been in there longer are typically in the back, right? Generally. So I come home. This is when I still lived at home. Um, opened up the refrigerator. It was late. I had to come home from work or something. And there's a carton of Nesquik sitting at the front of the refrigerator. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sweet. So I pull out the Nesquik, and now I'm not, I'm not even pouring a glass. I'm drinking it straight out of the carton. <laughs> Very spoiled. Oh. And then I proceed to spit it out, Ugh. which I'm like, what the absolute hell? <laughs> like, why is this at the front? Why did someone pick it up, not realize it was expired, and not throw it away? That's your own fault, because you should check the expiration well, dates. See. And honestly, it's beyond the expiration dates, because I drank some Fairlife chocolate milk like not that long ago, and it wasn't expired yet. And I did the same thing, flipped her back, and it was like, it was she was thick, and I was like, <laughs> and just like, oh my gosh! So you just you gotta smell it, you gotta swirl, you gotta check the dates, and then you gotta do it like all again, and then you gotta ask your significant other. Okay. <laughs> no, skip that part. Don't ask. <laughs> that's the that's the process. You have to get confirmation from a third party. You need to email the company, <laughs> go to the neighbor, ask them if it smells okay, and then. We'll decide if we're going to use it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I will die on that hill. Yeah. It's terrible. Cool. Well, any final thoughts or anything we haven't covered? How great is it being married to me? It's about like stubbing your toe and then turning around and stubbing it again. Oh <laughs> 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 All right. Maybe then. a little worse. Oh, man. Thanks for coming. So in love. So, so in love. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up then. Yes. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, um, if it's your first time, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, our The way to get in touch with us is in 
the show notes. Go follow us on Instagram. Send us an email and tell us what you like. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Um, we're here for it. We want to know what you guys are into. It is. So, our Instagram handle is at slightly unstable pod. And I actually have saved in the highlights like any recommendations that anybody has or yes we'd love to hear from you guys what you guys want to hear about um the last episode we did about finding the right therapist was totally a user uh question that we definitely wanted to cover so if anything comes to mind shoot us a message on on instagram and let us know and uh thank you guys so much for listening bye bye